Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A lot of times in, in you know situations like this, the trash talk is only able to be used if, uh, you know, if you're getting after that uh, individual that, uh, that was trash talking. So in order to trash talk, you have to have a lot of confidence in uh, what you accomplished and uh, what you're going to accomplish in the future. At some point, what I said will be used against me. That's just part of it. But I have no, uh, you know, no regrets for saying what I said. And and uh, obviously, I think the, the record kind of speaks for itself. But I get it. At some point, that will be used against me. It is what it is. I don't, I don't regret saying it at all. I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of like the fact that... He's standing by what he said and doubling down as well he should. It's a Bears-Packers rivalry, and we're talking about the Green Bay quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who does not regret. And why should he? He's dominated the Bears since he became a starting quarterback in the NFL. And yeah, it stinks. If you're on this side of it, if if you're, if you're a Bears fan, it stinks to watch Aaron Rodgers do what he's done over the course of his career, not just to the Bears, but, you know, he's, he's won the Super Bowl. Hey, when you win an NFC championship game, as he did at Soldier Field against the Bears on his way to a Super Bowl title, well, you have bragging rights for a very long time. We'll talk plenty of football coming up later on the show. Zach Zabin with you until noon. But I want to hit one of the biggest stories in college basketball, and you may have heard the game right here on the score on Friday night. DePaul went to Louisville and knocked off the Cardinals at their place to improve to 8-1 and one on the season. CBS Sports College Basketball insider John Rothstein tweeted this right after that game, quote, Tony Stubblefield isn't just making DePaul relevant in the Big East. He's making the Blue Demons a news story nationally, a massive program win over Louisville at the KFC Yum Center. There is reason to believe in Chicago, and that reason is the Demons' new head coach, Tony Stubblefield, who joins us now on the Score Guest Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Coach Stubbs, hello and welcome to the program. Pleased to have you. What's changed 
since that victory in Louisville the other night? Well, um, first of all, Zach, I appreciate you guys for having me. But, um, you know, not, not a lot has changed, you know. Our guys went out there, you know, they played hard for 40 minutes. Obviously, it was our first game on the road. So that was going to be a challenge for our guys. But I thought our guys handled it really, really well. And I thought our guys went out there and followed the game plan to the best of their ability. So just really proud of our guys, the effort they put forth to go into that type of environment, again, for the first true road game of the year and be able to pull off that victory. Just really proud of the way our guys responded. You know the college basketball world is surprised, just based on the reactions that you get nationally and even here in town to the Blue Demons being 8-1. and one. Are you surprised by the way this thing has played out? I wouldn't necessarily say surprised. You know, I thought our guys have been very coachable. Um, they've come to practice. Practice. They've been very focused. Um, really worked with us as far as coaches on trying to do what we're asking them to do, carrying out the game plan, um, just working with us, coming in, watching plenty of film, looking at the areas that we need to improve in, and just being very coachable. For people that don't know your story, and we're talking with new DePaul head coach Tony Stubblefield, who has the Blue Demons men's program at 8-1 and one after a victory at Louisville on Friday, what should people know about your basketball story? Can you sum it up in a way where people get a better idea of who you are? Well, you know, obviously I was a long-time assistant for 27, 28 years, but I learned from some very, very good people. Um, Mick Cronin at Cincinnati, Lou Henson at New Mexico State, Dana Altman at Oregon. Um, I had great mentors, George Ravley, who's been one of my biggest mentors. So, I've, you know, I've learned this game from, from, from very successful head coaches. I've been around it at a high level um, recruited a lot of high-level guys, and just blessed and fortunate that Dwayne Peavy gave me this opportunity here at DePaul. Peavy is the athletic director at DePaul who came over from Kentucky. One of the things that really strikes me is it, you're a great story in perseverance. You just mentioned it, 28 years as an assistant before getting the top job at DePaul. And there's that old saying, you're never too late to be what you thought you should have been. But along the journey, were there moments where you doubted if this was even going to be possible? I wouldn't necessarily say I doubted it. You know, I just wanted the right opportunity. I did have opportunities along the way, but it just wasn't the vision that aligned up with what I was looking for. Um, when the DePaul opportunity came available, I recruited Dwayne Peavy. I recruited DePaul just as hard as they recruited me because I knew this was a great opportunity. Um, DePaul, a great university where you can get a great education. The city of Chicago, the recruiting base here. And number one, the administration and who I was going to be working for. Dwayne Peavy, coming from the University of Kentucky, he knows what it looks like. He's seen it firsthand and just his vision and what he was selling so I think all the stars just lined up the right way for me. And, again, you know, it, it didn't necessarily have to be that, but I was just looking for the right situation where I thought I would have a chance to go somewhere and be successful. And with the Paul job open, it was just the perfect situation I felt for me, the Big East, the success that DePaul had had, you know, me being from the Midwest, being from Iowa, I've seen it firsthand. So, you know, there was no having to sell me on what could happen at DePaul because I've seen it happen with my own eyes. 
and I'm sure that's part of your recruiting pitch when you go into homes and, and talk to the players that you're trying to bring to DePaul. And when you were first hired with the Blue Demons, the talk was about how good of a recruiter you are. And I think lost in the shuffle was you as as a tactician. And one of the things that's been very obvious during this 8-1 and one start is the fact that the X's and O's are a big deal as well. What kind of style are you running? Who influenced you as a, a tactician on the floor? You know, I, I took a little bit from all the coaches that I've worked for, from Lou Henson to Mick Cronin um, to Dana Altman, and kind of come up with my own style. And again, you know, we've got to hang our hats on defense and rebounding. You know, we've been fortunate where we scored some points at home. But again, to be a top team, you really got to be able to defend, rebound. And that's something that we were able to go over to Louisville and do. So we got to be a tough, hard-nosed team that's going to play hard when we step out there on that floor and give it all we got for 40 minutes. Obviously, from an offensive standpoint, I do want to get up and down the floor. I want to score points, but I want to do it the right way where guys are sharing the basketball, making the right basketball play. But I've been fortunate where I've learned from some very, very good coaches. But at the same time, you got to have good players. Um, Javon Freeman Liberty is a very good player. David Jones is uh, really coming along. Nick and Jinday, I mean, we, we've got some guys here that can play at a high level. So it's just me trying to put them in the best situation to be successful. Talking about 8-1 and one DePaul with head coach Tony Stubblefield here on the score. How did you get those guys to believe so quickly? Because there hasn't been recently a lot of success at DePaul. And, and you're coming in there from a, a program at Oregon that was very successful over the last few years. So how do you come in here and convince guys that there is something here that you can't see yet, but that's going to happen? Well, I, I think not just me, but our overall coaching staff has done a good job of building relationships with the guys to develop that trust. And then, you know, just telling them what we got to do to give ourselves a chance to be successful, how hard we got to play to be successful. And again, a confidence standpoint, Nick, agenda, everybody asking me about from a scoring perspective, but Nick has some solid fundamentals. To be able to score the basketball, it was just a confidence thing of him getting so down on himself if he would miss a shot or two. And just being able to play through that and them knowing that I have the trust in, the, in them that they can play through some mistakes, but just go out there and play hard and developing the relationships with these guys and just trying to get them to buy in and what we're asking them to do. And just to add a little bit extra to what you've been saying, Nick Ongenda is the Blue Demons' big man. He's coming off an 8.9 rebound, 8-block performance on the road at Louisville. Javon Freeman-Liberty, who Coach Stubbs mentioned earlier, is the leading scorer on the team. And David Jones is coming off just a monster game, 33 points and 14 rebounds to beat the Cardinals. You have a few games to go here, two more before you start Big East play. You're at UIC on Tuesday, then have another Crosstown showdown against Northwestern next weekend, and then things go up a notch in Big East conference play. And I'm sure while you're heavily focused on your Blue Demons, you're not blind or deaf. You know how the Big East has been extremely impressive in non-conference play. What awaits you at the end of the month? when the Big East begins? Well, you know, the Big East speaks for 
for itself. The success the Big East has had in the non-conference has been phenomenal. And again, the Big East is a basketball league. So you got great teams, you got great coaches. So night in and night out, it's going to be a dogfight just to come up with wins in the Big East. But every win you get in the Big East is a quality win just because the league is so strong. From a national standpoint, people have taken notice with the Big East. And like I said, it's going to be a challenge night in and night out. But our next thing is UIC on Tuesday. You know, we don't have the luxury of being able to look too far ahead. You know, we got to take care of business on Tuesday. And then, you know, obviously Northwestern after that didn't get ready for the Big East. But, you know, I do know the challenges that are coming our way in the Big East and how competitive the league is this year. Spoken like a a true head coach. I want to hit you with this before we say goodbye. Our final few moments here with the Paul headman, Tony Stubblefield. Uh, That win at Louisville was your first road win as Blue Demons head coach. And obviously that's one of the toughest places to play in all of college sports. When you got back to the locker room, and there's video of it on social media, just the the great celebration and what you told your guys, you didn't take any credit for the victory. You said it was because of them and the work they put in that they ended up improving to 8-1. and But still, it was pretty special. Take me through, as you were flipping through your phone, once you turned it on after the game, some of the the special text messages that you got from, from people around college basketball. Well, I tell you what, there was about 250 of them. So there, there, there was a lot of them, but just a, a, a lot of congratulations, uh, a lot of texts. You know, obviously the guys that I've worked for, from Dana Altman um, to uh, Mick Cronin, uh, from George Raveling, just people saying, you know, how, how proud they were of the team and, you just, you know, just happy for us. So, again, just, you know, thankful for all those texts and those people that have been a part of my life been a part of this process, just really happy for our guys. You know, it's all about them. You know, they're the guys that are putting in that work, and I want to see them be successful. I want to see them have an opportunity to um, live out all of their dreams and what they put the work in for. Well, you're getting Blue Demon Nation excited just by what's transpired on the court in the early going of this 8-1 and one season. Coach Stubbs, thank you so much for sharing some time with us and get to work. There is a big game Tuesday at UIC. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tony Stubblefield, the new head coach of DePaul basketball, the 8-1 and one Blue Demons at the UIC Flames on Tuesday night. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll change gears. Back to football. What do you think about the new report out by CBS Sports that the Bears are talking to former defensive lineman Trace Armstrong about a top managerial post at Hallis Hall. Your thoughts next. 312-644-6767. Zach Zabeman with you until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. In Pittsburgh, it happened somewhere in the game. It was a, it was a real freak kind of thing. And um, I went to the sideline, felt like I could play a couple more reps, moved around a little bit, even changed my cleats to, to, in hopes that it wasn't something very serious. Stepped back out on the field, I felt the injury. Ended up staying out the rest of the game. Um, by the time I landed in Chicago, it had swollen up ridiculously. And um, it's just been a, a, a process to... Um, to stop the swelling and to keep it, you know, in check and under control. Over the past two weeks, some of that swelling's went out. I've been able to run. This week, um, it's just been a, a crazy improvement. I've just felt better, been able to move more, put this 330 pounds down on that ankle. You know what I mean? So, um, feels good approaching myself. You're gonna go for sure, Sunday. The plan is <laughs> to get ready to play. That is Bears' big defensive lineman, Akeem Hicks. And what's so weird about that, that was Hicks on Friday, and then the breaking news comes out yesterday. Uh, The Bears announce that Hicks has been downgraded to out for tonight's game at Lambeau Field with that ankle injury, and they flexed the following practice squad player to the active roster, a linebacker by the name of Charles Snowden. It's just weird you know this has been a season of a lot of weird bears news and there's even more bears news off the field today which we'll get to in just a sec but that that, that hicks injury just makes you scratch your head because it, there, there was nothing to make you think that he wasn't going to play and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he's he's knocked out uh yesterday so that that's very puzzling i i can't imagine he did anything on the practice field that was so strenuous on Friday or Saturday in the walkthrough that would lead him to being out tonight, but that's the case. No hicks tonight when the Bears go to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Zach Zaidman with you until noon. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. The Athletics Bears beat reporter Kevin Fishbane will join us coming up oh, in around 1040 to uh, give us the latest on uh, where the Bears stand from a health standpoint and do they have a legitimate chance to do anything tonight against the Packers. And I say that not in jest, just because if you are really a Bears fan, you know how this series has gone. You know how this series has gone with Aaron Rodgers on the other side. And almost always when he's the quarterback, whether it's a blowout or a close game, the Bears have no shot. And that's the harsh truth. And that's the reason why the last time the Bears played the Packers, the game at Soldier Field earlier this season, you know, the one when he was getting the uh, the signs from the stands, the hand signals, right? That's why he went off and said, hey, I own you. And he said it a little bit more colorfully than I just said it. But that's the reason he said it, because he does. And that includes the NFC Championship game in 2010. When you beat the Bears with a Super Bowl trip on the line, 
when the Bears were the best team in the NFC that year during the regular season, when the Bears went out of their way to prevent the Packers from making the playoffs and couldn't do it. You have bragging rights until you're able to do the same thing back. I think we would all agree the Bears are a long way away from ever playing in an NFC Championship game again. Packers are 9-3. They're coming off a bye. They're 5-0 at home this season. They've won five straight over the Bears, 14 of their last 16. And we know what the Bears' situation is this year at 4 and 8. 312 644 6767 is the phone number. Justin Fields is back. And I'm not one of these people that believes you need to create or manufacture a reason to watch Bears football. If you love the Bears, you watch Bears football. There was a lot of that talk following the game last week after the, uh, the non competitive loss to the Cardinals. There's a lot of talk like, hey, what's, what's left? left what do you why do you watch you watch because you love the bears you watch because you love the game of football usually the two go hand in hand if you love football and you love the bears you watch the games you may not be happy nor should you be with the way the bears have performed this year you can demand changes and you should because what we're seeing this year is unacceptable and it's unacceptable behind closed doors at hallis hall now, what are they going to do to fix it is the question. And it seems like every day there's another report, another rumor as to what's going to happen. The latest today, courtesy of Jason Lockenfora, quote, Trace Armstrong discussed top management position with Bears, Ohio State's Ryan Day, part of possible package. Lockenfora is an NFL insider for CBS Sports. He has a history, and let's be honest about this, he has a history of being wrong on a lot of his Bears reporting over the years, including back in 2016 when he said there was uh, a really good chance that Bill Polian would be hired by the Bears to be their top football man for the 2017 season. That never happened. And the Bears, as is their history, they don't confirm or deny reports like this during the season. After the year, you get your answers. And quite frankly, even during the season, if you remember, <laughs> just, and this is, remember when I said it was just a weird season of Bears news? I talked about the Hicks deal this weekend. You know, Friday, he's all set to go. Saturday, he's out. You know, just go back to when the Bears initially made the switch to Justin Fields as the starting quarterback earlier this year, right? Andy Dalton was the starter for the entire year until he wasn't. And that's the way it works, you know? Mike Glennon is the starter until he isn't. You know, it's Mike Glennon's year until it wasn't. Mitch Trubisky is the starter until he isn't, and then Nick Foles is in there. That's that's just the way the Bears operate. 312-644-6767. Okay, so what do you think about the possibility 
of Trace Armstrong. If you're wondering who in the world is Trace Armstrong, well, again, then you're not a Bears fan. But if you are, you would know that he is a former defensive lineman for the team, played in the early 90s. So that means he has a relationship with the McCaskey family. He's also a prominent agent of coaches. He's the guy that arranged that big deal for Lincoln Riley to move from Oklahoma to USC. He's Matt Nagy's agent. That does not mean that Matt Nagy would be a part of the mix going forward here with the Bears. I think we all would agree that, and this will sound weird saying it, if I would have told you at the time that Matt Nagy was hired as the head coach, that during his tenure, in the first four years, the Bears would make the playoffs twice, Now, consider where the the franchise was after John Fox's three years as head coach. And it was an awful era that followed another awful era, the Trestman era. If I would have told you the next head coach that the Bears would hire would get this team into the playoffs twice in four years, you'd take it, right? No, you're not taking it. Because it hasn't materialized the way you thought. Matt Nagy was hired to be the guy who fixed the Bears' offense, the guy that would take Mitch Trubisky to the next level. That never happened. Then they bring in Nick Foles because Nick Foles can run what what Matt Nagy wants to run. That really never happened. Then they bring in Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton has an understanding of what the Bears want to run and they don't have to rush the young quarterback, Justin Fields, in there before he's ready. Well, that didn't happen. So Fields was rushed in there, and now this is what you've got. Now you're left wondering, is Justin Fields really the answer? You know, I know there's a there's a semblance of Bears fans who believe, based on the few flashes that we've seen from Fields, that, you know, you've got the next elite quarterback in the NFL. But when you really start to look at the elite quarterbacks in the NFL... Justin Fields isn't playing like them, and his career hasn't even started like them. I don't care how you have the top 10 quarterbacks in the league today ranked, but in that group, you will include the following names. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, right? These are the names that you start to to put together. I didn't. I would include Deshaun Watson on that list, even though he hasn't played this year. But you see where I'm going here. Now, all of those guys, with the exception of Josh Allen, when they got their opportunity to play played at an extremely high level right away. Now, it took Rodgers three years to take the field because Brett Favre was the starting quarterback in Green Bay before him. It took Patrick Mahomes a year to get acclimated to the NFL, but they had luxury because Alex Alex Smith was the guy in Kansas City. Russell Wilson blew the Seahawks away in his first training camp. They had signed a veteran quarterback to play in Seattle the year they drafted Wilson. But Wilson was so good, 
he could not be denied. They made him the starting quarterback, immediately produced. Justin Herbert had no idea he was going to play last year. Tyrod Taylor was the starting quarterback of the Chargers. A doctor accidentally pierced Tyrod Taylor's lung with a shot before a game one day last season. Herbert had no idea that this was going to happen. It happened. He was forced to become an emergency starter. He's been the starter ever since with the Chargers. Now, they don't make you the starter unless you perform. And he performed. Let's get back to Fields. Where has that performance been? And don't give me the flash here. Look at that second half that he had against San Francisco. Look at the second half in Pittsburgh. It's not what I'm talking about. Can you say for certain that you're confident Justin Fields is going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? You can't say that because you're not sure. And that's what worries me going forward. 312-644-6767. Jim in Kenilworth, you are on the score. Hi, Jim. Hi, how are you, Zach? Thank you for taking the call. I have a couple of questions for you. Number one, you, people always talk about Matt Nagy's system. Now, I'm, I watch a lot of football. I don't know what that system is. If you could explain it to me, that would be great. Second thing is, why know. are we bringing... Uh, okay, go ahead, please. No, I, I don't think we know. I, I don't think we know what that system is. And it's a great question, Jim, because I think it's befuddled a lot of us when we watch the Bears. I know what he would like to do. All he knows is what Andy Reid ran in Kansas City. But he's been unable to put that together here. And you can say it's because maybe the talent isn't good compared to what you have in Kansas City. And of course, the talent's different. But there hasn't been anything close to a sustained, successful, consistent, good offense with the Bears. So it's a great question, Jim. May I ask a second question? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the second thing is, okay, so what system does Belichick run? I mean, in, in last week in, in, in the Monday night game, in, what, in the Buffalo, you know, uh, Wendy and all that, what system was that? It was a system he came up with for the occasion. Why doesn't, why does, and of course it worked great, why don't we do that? Why, why does Maggie have this very fixed set of goals here, a system he needs to run, and he brings in Foles to run it. He brings in Dalton to run it. Nobody ever seems to run it well. I mean, is that even the right approach? My last question for you is, I, I agree what you say about, about uh, Fields. I hope he succeeds. He's a great quarterback, top 10. But if, if you had to do it, would you have taken uh, Mac Jones or would you have taken um, um, Fields. I mean, considering the fact, you know, maybe we wouldn't have had to give up that extra first to take Jones at 15. Great question, Jim. Thank you so much for the call, and I appreciate you listening. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Uh, Let's start with the the Fields question, because it's a great one. You know, I was one of these guys before the start of the season that said, you know, I don't know, man. Where is the track record of success when it comes to... Nick Saban's quarterbacks at Alabama in the NFL. You know, that was supposed to change when uh, when Tua was drafted, but Tua hasn't been, I, I think, the kind of player 
that the Dolphins thought they were getting. Justin Herbert has clearly been the better quarterback. I, I think there were a lot of people that were high on fields, but there were some that were skeptical because, and, and we've seen this play out with the Bears a little bit with fields. Again, it's early, but we've seen it play out where the decision-making is slow. And you know how Justin Fields doesn't want to talk about the speed of the game, but there are aspects when it comes to the speed of the game that impact Fields. He clearly doesn't know how to read defenses. It's not a crime. It's not something he had to do at Ohio State. But I think it's really hard to come into the NFL and learn how to do that while you're playing. See, one of the cool things, and again, this is how you can tell the people who know football from the people who don't know football when they talk to you, uh, either on the radio, in podcasts, they write about it. The people that were mocking the Bears earlier this season when Justin Fields was made the uh, scout quarterback because Dalton was named the starter, well, when you're a scout quarterback, and this gets me back to Mac Jones, Mac Jones was the scout quarterback at Alabama for most of his career with the Crimson Tide. What do you do when you're running the scout team? Well, you're taking on the number one defense. So he's taken on the Arizona starters defensively, which by far and away during his time in college, that was the best defense in college football, right? Think how many NFL players have come from Alabama's defense the last few years. So you're taking on that tough notch defense. You're on the scout team, which means you can make mistakes and it doesn't hurt you because the goal is to make sure the defense is prepared, not you, the quarterback, right? But because you can take chances, you learn what you can get away with, what you can't. You learn how to read a defense. You learn to read how a defense is going to attack different ways because you're not playing the same team every single week. And there are differences that need to be put into place in order to, to win, right? So you're Mac Jones. There's no better way to get better than running against that defense every single day in practice, Monday through Friday, leading up to a Saturday game. And it helped make him the kind of quarterback he was last season with the Crimson Tide, and this year with New England. He understood how to read defenses, so he understood protection schemes. He understood what it takes to make an offense better. Fields doesn't have that knowledge, and now he's got to learn on the fly in the NFL. It's a problem, and in terms of Belichick, what makes Belichick so special? It's that every week, the Patriots adjust. No other team does this. Every week, the Patriots run a different style based on the opponent that week. That's why he's considered among the handful of all-time great coaches in the history of the game of football. Matt Nagy is not that coach. Not a crime. The crime is, when it comes to Nagy, is the Bears have failed when it comes to his area of expertise, offense. Let's take a break. When we come back, Bears, Packers, and all those rumors with Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic. Zach Zaidman with you until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. He is very, very confident in a good way. It's not, it's not, you know, he's not cocky or arrogant or anything like that. He just believes in himself and he believes in his teammates. Uh, I just really believe that that is something that is, you know, that's in your, that's your DNA. You, it's hard to 
coach that. You either have it or you don't. He has it. That's a huge luxury for him and for us. Again, until you can first experience my my first time truly experiencing it was uh, our first game in 2018. You know, and it just you realize what it feels like to be in that building and and the, the history there between that rivalry. And um, we obviously want to be better. Uh, I know Justin's excited to be able to have that opportunity to, to try to change that. Bears head coach Matt Nagy talking about his rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, who's back in the lineup tonight. He's the starter, returns from the injured ribs to play his first ever game at Lambeau Field. Bears, Packers in primetime. Zach Saban with you until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, we talk NFL with Stacey Dales from NFL Network coming up at the top of the hour. Tom Thayer will join us next hour as well. We've got a slew of Bears-related programming today, all day on the score, including the big pregame show coming up at 4.30 with Mully and Olin and Manley and much more leading up to Bears-Packers tonight, which you can hear on our sister station, WBBM, with Jeff and Tom tonight. Let's break this matchup down. Joining us on the Score Guest Hotline is Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. The Score Guest Hotline is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Let's start with the actual game, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us. And to me, the big storyline coming in is Justin Fields, A, healthy, B, Lambeau Field, C, what do those two things mean now uh, that they're actually happening? Yeah, Zach, and, and thank you for having me. You know, it, it's it's going to be an interesting situation for Fields and this coaching staff in terms of do we like can we notice that he has returned from a ribs injury? Right? You know, Bill Lazor said it this week that you know coaches should always be thinking about the safety and well-being of their quarterback, but there's also only so much they can do. You know, if the if the pocket you know, get, gets crowded and Fields wants to get outside and wants to run. Are they going to tell him not to? Is he going to be quicker to slide, quicker to get out of bounds? Are we going to? Are, are they going to be comfortable with him in the pocket uh, against the Packers' pass rush? It's going to be very, again, very interested to see what kind of game plan they install. A to just try to upset the Packers, and B how much do they factor in? his coming back from this type of injury. And then, yeah, and then you have the whole Lambeau Field aspect. And, and Zach, you and I have talked about this before. You know, Justin Fields is not the type of guy who's going to uh, struggle because of the spotlight, right? Like, if it's if it's a rough game tonight, I don't think it's going to be because it was Lambeau or it was Sunday Night Football or, or that was the moment was too big for him necessarily. I mean, this is somebody who obviously played well in some big spots, and we saw what he did you know, in the second half on a Monday night football game with, facing a big deficit a few weeks ago. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's another thing when you know who's on the other side and you know what you have to put up offensively if you want to beat the Packers. Uh, and that type of pressure, that type of you know, situation where they're really kind of the big underdog, it, it's going to be a tough one for Justin Fields to try to you know, fight through that because obviously when the Bears have been big underdogs this year, it hasn't gone well. I saw your prediction, Kevin, in The Athletic this week, and you have the Bears losing big at Lambeau tonight, which is not a surprise. I think most people believe the Bears are going to lose big, and that was before they even know that it, they even knew that Akeem Hicks wasn't going to play. The Bears are the biggest underdog, I think, of any team in the NFL this week heading into a game, a double-digit underdog, according to the folks in Vegas. So I ask you this. 
is there any way that you can see the Bears being in this game? Forget about winning it right now. Just give me the blueprint for a possible competitive ball game. Yeah, it's interesting, Zach, because in the first matchup, the Bears had a little bit of that blueprint when you know the Packers didn't score on their opening drive and Fields led an 80-yard drive that ended in a touchdown. And, and, you know, that was all the things you want. Get the lead, control the clock, make sure you get a touchdown when you're in the red zone, not a field goal. They did everything. Obviously, that didn't mean they won, you know, but like that's the type of thing you have to do on offense. You have to sustain drives. And, you know, one thing Justin Fields told us earlier this season that he's been a learning thing for him in the NFL is, you know, and this sounds simple, but the idea that scoring drives take a lot of plays, you know, at Ohio State, he could throw a slant route to Chris Olave, and, and it's his 70-yard touchdown. Or he could take off and run for 40 yards, and the next play is a 30-yard touchdown you know, to Garrett Wilson. Like, that just doesn't happen in the NFL unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like, there's only a few teams that can do that successfully. So I think that that's been a, maybe a challenge to his patience level and just, an, uh, just getting used to the way things work, that it might be six-yard run, eight-yard pass, two-yard run, seven-yard pass, things like that. But you have to continue to sustain. You have to stay on the field. So I think if there's a way that they could build these touchdown drives and, and, and you know, limit the Packers' possessions, try to hold Green Bay to field goals, um, you know, they could, they could keep things close. Because I'm not even going to say, Zach, take the ball away. Because, yes, like that would be great, but let's be real here. Like, as I, I, I'm just like, this is, the Bears have been one of the worst takeaway teams in the league, and there's few quarterbacks in the history of the game that take care of the ball better than Aaron Rodgers does. So, yeah, that would be a good part of the blueprint, but I can't really throw that out there because it's just so absolutely unlikely that it happens. That's why we love having you on, Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic, talking Bears with us here on The Score. It's because of those realistic takes. That's what we want. We want a realistic look at what's happening, and sometimes that look might not be fun, but that's the only way that you get a true understanding of what we're watching every week and a true understanding of how to fix it, which gets me to this latest report. If you're just waking up and joining us here on The Score, CBS Sports Reporting this morning, quote, Trace Armstrong discussed top management position with Bears, Ohio State's Ryan Day, part of possible package. Now, to be fair, it's being reported by Jason LaConfora, who has a history of, let's be honest, being wrong with some of his reports regarding the goings-on at Hallis Hall, including 2016 when he reported that Bill Polian was being talked to about potentially taking over as the new football ops guy at Hallis Hall in 2017, and clearly that never happened. Now, Trace Armstrong has come out with a tweet of his own this morning, quote, I have the utmost respect for the Chicago Bears organization, the McCaskey family, and Ted Phillips. However, any assertion that I have engaged in conversations with them about joining the club in any capacity is simply not true. I want to read a little bit more of the report from La Confora, which says, quote, Armstrong, who played defensive end for the Bears for from 1989 to 94, has remained close to the franchise as a prominent alumnus 
is a huge proponent of Ohio State coach Ryan Day, league sources said, and Day has been open to considering NFL possibilities in recent years. The article goes on to say, Armstrong has strong connections throughout the scouting world and represents numerous current NFL executives. Raiders director of pro personnel Dwayne Joseph, a former teammate of his in Chicago, would also be a top candidate to join a restructured front office with the Bears should ownership opt to go in this direction, sources said. Kevin, first, let's get your reaction to all of this. Yeah, well, I, I think there's ways to look at this. Like, you know, could Trace Armstrong be the type of guy the Bears would look to if they want a president of football operations? Absolutely. You know, our damn Pompey had a list of five people that he thought would make sense to that role, and he included Trace Armstrong. So, you know, like, it, it's not... Uh, a ridiculous premise that that he could be considered, um, and you know I think you laid it out perfectly, Zach, when you consider the report and 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 what Trey said. But I think again I'm I'm trying to separate from that. Like just in a vacuum, you could make an argument for Trey Armstrong. You can make an argument for Ryan Day. Absolutely, you can make an argument for Dwayne Joseph. Certainly his personnel background and what he knows about this Bears franchise. So all those things kind of make sense. But to me, Zach, it comes back to this. We've got, what, five games left in the season. The rumors are just going to continue to swirl, and the vultures are circling, and people in this industry know that the Bears, are, it's going to be a, a, a coaching job and potentially GM job that people want. People are going to want to be, are going to be, somebody wants to be the one to bring the Bears glory, right? And, and someone's going to want to work with Justin Fields, all those things. So you're going to have a lot of, you know, conversation. You're going to see a lot of reports. Some of them are going to have a little morsels of truth. Some of them are going to be completely ridiculous. But that's what happens right now because there's not that many teams. You know, un it's unusual this year. There's so few teams that are going to be going into a search. So if the Bears are one of those teams, you can imagine a lot of people that, that like to whisper things, are. it's going to get loud. And, and I think this is not even the beginning. This is just part of it. Um, so I think there's a lot of things from – you know, again, a report that has already been refuted, but you can take little parts of that report and, and you can convince yourself that, oh, yeah, that could be a possibility. Kevin, on the way out then, I think the thing that, that's just maddening about all of this is we've heard rumors before when it comes to the Bears and things are going poorly, but I don't think it ever started this early in the season. And there are still five games to go. Is there anything... I know this sounds like a crazy question. Is there anything that Matt Nagy and or Ryan Pace can do to save the jobs that all the insiders around the country believe they're going to lose at the end of the year? Starts tonight, right? Beat the Packers. <laughs> you know, like, it, 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 again, it sounds wild, but if, if they, if, if Justin Fields can go on a run, of you know a like a string of consecutive games of throwing for 300 yards or running for 50 yards and scoring touchdowns and leading this team to victory the way that a dynamic quarterback can and it gets themselves in a position where they somehow are playing a relevant game in late December early January because of him like if Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace can prove that they have created the infrastructure in which Justin Fields can be successful and somehow do it in the next five games after we haven't really seen it, sure. Like, you could, I mean, Zach, you know this franchise better than most. Like, it doesn't take much to convince the people in charge to try to keep things stable, 
and not have massive changes. So if Justin Fields can do that, if he if, if the Bears can go on some totally unlikely run and, and he's the catalyst for it, then yeah, like it, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the most stunning thing in the world for them to do it. I just think that you know you are what your record is, and it's a results-based business, and we've seen what Matt Nagy's record is, we've seen what his offense has been, and apt, up to this point, we've seen what their offense has looked like with Justin Fields, and you can understand why they might want to change. Great stuff. Kevin, thank you so much. We'll be reading tomorrow your take on what transpires tonight at Lambeau Field between the Bears and Packers. Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Bears for The Athletic. A quick break. When we come back, we zoom out. And take a look at the Bears from a national perspective. Stacey Dales of NFL Network will join us. Zach Sadman until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 